Do we have like cool walk, like free walk up music we can play? Yeah. I mean, we'll have the intro music and then we will. But I mean, like specifically, I'm thinking like opening of like the NBA All Star Game, like lights flashing. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the rumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go all in. And introducing Britney Party. I'm gonna drink some more of this. Well, hey Ben. Hey Taylor. I guess we'll get going. What's up? How's it going? It's going. This is it's Restless well. Spirits. Another yes, week. It is. We we this is our second time having guests. We have a guest with us tonight. Yes. Yeah, we met I, I went to college and... with her. I went to I, I lived with her in college. She was my college roommate for what two years? Was it only two years? It was I think we only technically, technically. lived together. Yeah. For two years. But I mean, I basically lived with you freshman year. Yeah, you just like sort of showed up in the dorm. Well, I really didn't like my roommate. Never left. So. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I enter people's lives and that's how I stay in their lives. I just never leave. It is effective. Yes. And then eventually I grow on you and can't imagine yeah, your life. You didn't even go to that school. You just sort of walked in. You just sort of showed up. Yeah, I didn't go to Mary Washington. Yeah. I just decided. I just like piggybacked the whole yeah. year. I was just like, oh, you're going to the, I have that class too. Sure. And like she did it so well that all of our professors liked her better than me. Yeah. Like oh, I pay tuition here, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, they let me here. walk at graduation. I don't know. Yeah. You like fully infiltrated that shit. Yeah. I mean, I got uh-huh. a robe and everything. I think I was even in some honor societies. Like, mm, yeah. Whoopsie yeah. daisies. You know how to do college. That was anyway. This is Brittany Purdy who's been talking to us. <laughs> I just Dude, never said her name. Yep. <laughs> just never said her name. If we'd gone the whole time without saying her name, <laughs> yeah, just the whole show mystery yes. guest, and then at the end be like, "And that was Brittany." Yeah. <laughs> uh, or was it? And then just end. <laughs> who knows? Ding. <laughs> was she here at all, <laughs> or was she a ghost? Ooh, the world guests. may never know. Fran, what you been up to? Oh, you know, um, surviving a pandemic. Yeah, so that's far, super so fun. Good. Yeah, fun times for everyone. Um, I graduated grad school in December. Yes. Technically, I graduate in like April through a televised <laughs> yeah. virtual thing. But anyway, I finished school in December, uh, which weirdly is not actually a great time to finish school in the middle of a global no. pandemic um so i am you know doing that time honored ritual of job searching and pulling my hair out and job searching super um, fun yeah that's been keeping me busy and in existential crisis yeah we love it yeah. yeah um and on the healthier side of things i do have a candle company on etsy so i have been pouring my frustrations into hot wax and fire which could never possibly go wrong never um, never yeah, but it so. hasn't i mean they're brilliant i love them i have several in my house they Thank smell you. great first one yeah 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 so i um after a certain election took place in 2016 yeah. i found myself full of despair and also looking for a christmas present for taylor and i think she had a new apartment at the time it did, and i yeah. thought you yeah. know what would be really yeah. funny to at least me and maybe Taylor would be if I gave her a candle that said flaming liberal. Cause you know, 
candle puns. And also I feel like anybody coming over to visit Taylor should just like have that. Be prepared. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started making flaming liberal and burn the patriarchy candles. And to my great surprise, other people in the world wanted to buy them as well. So that's, that's yeah. been going on for a while. Yeah. And they're great. What is your shop's name? It is called Heart and Hustle, um, which I thought was very original when I made it up. But according to Google, it's not. So on all of like my Etsy and uh, like my Instagram handle, you, it's shop heart and hustle if you're looking for me, because I guess other people have hearts and hustle as well. I, Do, how dare they? Yeah, we'll just ignore those. Yeah, don't don't go with those. Go with yeah. go with the OG. Yep, which definitely. is Britney's. Um, no, the candles are great. They're on Etsy. You're always trying new things, and I'm just I I'm super proud of you. I think that's awesome. Thank you. That's I always sweet. tell people, I'm like, if you're looking for gifts, <laughs> and you have friends who are, you know, feminist or liberal or just super cool people. <laughs> Yes, Taylor has been helping me come up with a new uh, music line. So I'm hoping to have those out eventually. I'm so excited about those. They're going to yeah. be fantastic. Like I'm candles excited. named after songs or after artists? Yes. or Okay. And so we're going with a specific song. Uh, some selective lyrics is what they're called. Um, <laughs> on the yeah, that's what, that's what some songs. <laughs> it's like quotes outtakes um and then i'm matching them up with scents that seem appropriate so yeah we'll and i'm going to buy Ooh. literally all of them i'm mm. so excited <laughs> literally all of them um so yeah we're i'm super excited to have you on the show because we're doing a city that is near and dear to you um yeah. well, we're doing kind of an area i say city but then i started doing research and like I needed to expand <laughs> you know, a little bit outside yeah. of outside of the city. Um, so we're doing Durham and like kind of the whole research triangle area, and which is Raleigh, Durham, and Cary. Yeah, for those who don't know. Yeah, and um, I actually went to the city because of Brittany because <laughs> she was living there at the time and I went for her bachelorette party and I also went for went to her wedding there so that's how I sort of learned Durham and and but I'm sure she has much more to say about it and Vin probably has more to say about it too um I ended up in Durham because my partner decided to go to law school there um and it's longer ago than I'd like to admit or recognize um but I definitely thought it was going to be like, I mean, it's North Carolina. There's, it's North Carolina. But I showed up and like ended up falling hardcore in love with Durham. And like, it's, I love it. I haven't been living there for the past couple of years and I miss it frequently. It's yep. a very awesome town. Yeah. When I was doing the research for this episode, yeah, Durham was just, seemed far more fun to research than Raleigh. I just, I was struggling to find stuff to write about Raleigh. Like yeah. I found stuff about like the opera and the symphony. And it was like, but Durham has like cool artists that live there and the music scene seems way better. So Durham is the rebellious younger, younger sibling to and the people, stuck up stuffy Raleigh. Yes. And like <laughs> people in Durham have very strong feelings about people in Raleigh. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Chapel Hill. And I think yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it's a mutual disdain for each other, but 
keeps things exciting. When we went there or when I went there, when I, when I was visiting you and then I went again, what was it? Oh my goodness. Two years ago, I went for my 28th birthday and stayed in the same hotel that we stayed in for your bachelorette. It was an awesome hotel. It's a really cool hotel. Um, 21 C I believe it's called, and it's actually part hotel, part museum. Uh, so that was super cool. Um, both times and, uh, both times I fell in love with a giant plastic penguin. So, you know, I'm so happy for you. Adorable. It was just a lovely time. Um, <laughs> and I, I, when I was doing this, um, when I was putting stuff together, I was like, I went on a ghost tour in Durham the second time I went for, for my birthday. And I was like, oh, there's plenty of ghost stories. And then I started doing research and I was like, none of the ghost stories that were told in the in the ghost were like written down anywhere. <laughs> yeah. There were like surprisingly few. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. um, but the second time I went, I mean, the first time I went, I went to, where did we go? We went to that amazing ice cream shop. The parlor? Yeah. Yeah. Haunted, I think. That's ice really cream. good ice cream. And then we went to a Spanish tapas place. That was delightful. And I believe we got Sherry flights. We might have. That's oh. I did the second time I went there. Okay. I think that I always get the Sherry flight when I went when I go there. I think when we went for my bachelorette party, there was some uh like what's that stuff you like? Cheer wine cocktail. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my <laughs> gosh, okay. Like wine. Yeah, I, Can I tell you guys? Wait, you don't like cheer wine. Hold on one sec. This is this is not fun for listeners, but this is fun for you guys. Just gonna pull like a half a keg of your wine. Just go thump. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I was like, if I don't like this drink, I need something North Carolina. <laughs> and so we'll get into why I might not have liked the drink when we get to the drinks. But um, I was like, I need something North Carolina. So I bought a four pack of cheer wine. <laughs> This is when you, you, we pan over and there's just a pig on his, I'm just roasting <laughs> for my contribution to what I don't like. <laughs> we really need to do this podcast as a visual medium because that joke made no sense to anyone. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but then I know you did a little research on Durham. So like, what'd you, what'd you find out? I did. Um, Durham, you know, home to Duke University, part of that research triangle. A lot of Durham's growth is like tobacco centric. It's a tobacco hotspot. Uh, the big crop was specifically called bright leaf tobacco. It was like really uh, like, a, like a mellower strain. Strain? Sure. No. Yeah. We're gonna I go don't with know. It. Yeah. And I... after the Civil War, like it became like a real hotspot for people to come in there and like pick get the strain, learn how to grow it, and sort of build the economy. Bull Durham Tobacco Company, like that was created in eighteen seventy four. And you know the the name Boldorum, super famous. It's a great I, movie. It is a great movie. It's a great movie with Susan mm-hmm. Sarandon and Kevin yeah, Costner. I've seen the movie. Oh, it's very good. Okay. Susan, young Susan Sarandon. She's like a whole different Susan Sarandon. She's a whole different Susan Sarandon. Yeah, this and was two Susan honestly, Sarandons ago. And honestly, like I think the I think that the premise. It's been a while since I've seen it. The premise is basically that she seduces baseball players yep. so that they'll play better. Does that yeah, work? A... You'll have to watch the movie. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to give anything away. Forever name, Annie Savoy. Yeah. And she like yeah. listens to Edith P. off like the whole movie, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's great. It's a good movie. But the name Bull Durham, like the founder thought, well, he saw a bull on the, fa- on the package of Coleman's English mustard and thought, yeah, Bull Durham. And he thought it was made in Durham, England. So he thought, oh, I'm, I'm clever. I'll make this big connection. It was made in Norfolk. And he, like our Norfolk? No, like Norfolk, England. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. There's for every town you can think of, pretty much on the East Coast, there's it's just there's one England. in England. There's a Richmond, England. There is. It's, yeah. it's somewhere in north of London. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think. International listeners can correct me. Please do. Any interaction, yeah. guys. Like yeah. we don't care if you're yelling at us, just talk to us. Don't bring Tucson back into this. Ben hates Tucson and we don't know why. Oh. He's never been. No, never been. They just just just... deep within his soul. Maybe this is like a past life sort of thing. Maybe. It started when they were put on some sort of international UNESCO list for great food. And I just thought, not Tucson, surely. See, see? not too surely not. Interesting. Impossible. And then it just went, it just went downhill from there. Because there's nothing cultural or exciting about tucson tucson is gonna come at us oh, for, that's what i've been saying yeah, and i've been yeah. here like tucson i got nothing against you <laughs> i, I welcome the tucson, tucson hate <laughs> i'm gonna get a job in tucson one of these days yeah you are absolutely <laughs> wait 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 wait, wait. wasn't that a no it wasn't tucson i'm sorry there was like <laughs> On Friends, Chandler got a job like oh. out in the middle of nowhere because Matthew Perry was in rehab. And <laughs> I-, I wanted to say it was Tucson, but I think it was actually in like Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. So anyway, it's been a while since I've watched Friends. It did not age well, that show. I've seen like two episodes. So you got a lot of homophobic jokes and I'm like, nice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Was, no, you don't have to do that. I was a Seinfeld kid. I think they were they were like the two strong camps. You were one or the other. You couldn't be both. <laughs> it's fair. I was a friend's. I was a. I was about to say I was a friend's friend, but I don't know Ooh, what that means. Get out. <laughs> no, I literally just don't like my mouth just started talking and I don't know what came out. <laughs> that's just that's the title of my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it wasn't in Durham, England. It wasn't. It was in Norfolk. Okay. So he just, he just, I guess he just liked how it sounded and went with it. And yeah, yeah. nothing to do with it. Why not? Yeah. There are bulls well, everywhere. Oh yeah, there are tons. They really leaned in, leaned into that. And there's a big uh, one in like the center of downtown. Yeah, and people just chill on it. Yeah. They just like come hang out around the bowl. Yep. Weird. Yeah. yeah. The thing that got my interest about Durham was like just the sheer number of like musicians that like are in and around Durham. You know, members of the Avid Brothers, Carolina Chocolate, Chocolate Drops, Super Chunk, and then for me, the Mountain Goats and Sylvanesso. So it's definitely just... a very musicy town. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess they're still like low cost of living, fairly, and yeah. people just sort of congregate there, and it's a very crunchy town. So yeah. It's very much that. <laughs> be what you want. <laughs> and I guess that's a good, a good atmosphere for, for musicians. New musicians. Yeah. Well, just when, I was, when I was reading about Raleigh, just, Durham just felt 
counterculture, for lack of a better word. I don't know if it actually is, but just that's just the sort of vibe I got from the three articles I found online <laughs> about Durham culture. <laughs> no, Durham felt really, when I went, it just felt really cool. Like, mm-hmm. it felt very young. It, it, you know, it was beautiful, for one thing. It's It was absolutely beautiful. And then there was, like, one morning we went and there was just like this farmer's market just like out hanging out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to walk around this farmer's market. And like, everyone was super friendly and super cool and young. And, uh, we went to rise biscuits. Oh yeah. And I got a fried green tomato and pimento cheese biscuit. Yeah. There's one in short pump. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to go get my fix. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on down. Yes, okay. Anytime. I definitely miss the biscuits. Like real good. And you know me, I'm not like a particularly southern culinary person, but no. Durham's biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I'm trying to think what else we did when we were there. Just want biscuits now. I mean, Brittany lived there, so she did a lot more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because she lived there. Go make biscuits, everyone. <laughs> biscuits are far easier than people think they are. So go make yeah. biscuits. My mama makes really good biscuits. She does. She, make, she makes really good, like, regular biscuits, but then she also will make sweet potato biscuits. Ooh. And those are really good. And she'll put, like, country ham on it, so, like, the really salty ham and just – and honey butter. So she'll do, like – she'll serve it with honey butter, and it's – there are no words. It's just really good. <laughs> That sounds good. That sounds good. I want yeah. an episode now where we just interview Susan about cooking. Wait, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> she has a few ghost stories too. We could ask her. Oh, I kind of want this cooking now. Cooking stories? Yeah. Yeah. Just cooking stories. And whatever, she, whatever she's got. And then she yeah. has a few ghost stories too yeah. in there okay. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be perfect. Yeah. We'll have her on. She'd love, I mean, she'd probably be like, Oh, I'll come over to your apartment. I won't Zoom, but I'll come and then she'll maybe she'll cook me dinner. So maybe it'll work out my favorite. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Be good for everyone. <laughs> win win. <laughs> That's Durham covered. Biscuits, music. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're good. And I, I went to a mall in Raleigh. That's all I know about Raleigh. <laughs> it was one of America's exciting. first planned cities, which is far less exciting than it was. This afternoon when I read that fact and thought, Ooh, Wait, neat. wasn't that true of Williamsburg too? Yeah. That's yeah. what I said one of. Like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Williamsburg was first. Raleigh was somewhere in there. So somewhere along the way. <laughs> Named after Walter Raleigh, founder of the Lost Roanoke Colony. Which we've covered in our North, in our Outer Banks episode. Yes. This is our second yes, North yes. Carolina episode. Oh. We're regulars. Yeah. yeah. I really must go one of these days. <laughs> it is a hub for biotech research, which, sure, why not? It is, it sounds like um, Durham's grown-up sibling or, you know, grown-up cousin. And there's an NHL team I didn't even know existed. I know nothing about Raleigh. <laughs> it's so sad. The Carolina I know nothing about hockey, sort of so. Yeah, me neither. Never been a, never been a fan. Angie hockey but I don't know anything yeah I just enjoy watching it Angie who's who was on our show a couple weeks ago with New Orleans huge loves the penguins the, the Pitts Pittsburgh yeah the Pittsburgh yeah Marion's a penguins, penguins fan 
Interesting. Well, well Angie's from Pittsburgh. Is she really? Like, yeah, her. Well, she was like born there, grew up here, but her mom's family is all from Pittsburgh. Oh, dang. Yeah. Huh. Learn something new. Yeah, a lot of information about Angie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, that's, oh, and uh, my brother-in-law really likes hockey, but he is a Rangers fan. So I have no, what, the, the, the Hurricanes? Yes, in Carolina. I have no Hurricane um, fans in my life. No, me neither. This, Are they good? Maybe. Don't think they're bad. Okay. I don't know if they're good. All right. Somewhere in between. This is normally, Brittany, we are, we are way more interested in the cities than we are today. This is <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> but we'll make, we'll get through it. <laughs> what else is there we love Raleigh? Durham. Yeah, we, uh, Durham's great. Raleigh, Raleigh. Do we, we know anything Ra- about Carrie? Nope, nothing. Carrie is like, it wants to be cool, but it's very suburby. Okay. There's a couple cool spots to it. So is it the middle child that it's just like trying really hard? Kind of. Yeah. It's like if you like Raleigh, but you need to not live in a city, you go to Cary. Okay. Trying really hard. Like people who live in Cary like Cary. So I don't know. Though I always thought the triangle was Durham, Raleigh, and Chapel Hill. So now I'm having. You might be right. I don't know. I don't know. And then Chapel Hill is just like a different. Animal. Yeah, I've always I've always thought Chapel Hill was part of it too. I feel like we're getting into more of a like quadrilateral. Possibly, yeah. maybe. See, yeah, because there's so many universities in there, you start moving into like yeah. other weird shapes. Because it's all within the Raleigh Durham Cary combined statistical area. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so like the Tri Cities, like we have here in Richmond. Well, not Richmond, but like we have the Tri Cities of Hopewell, Mm -hmm. Petersburg, and Colonial Heights. Yes. Yes. Those count as cities? I mean, Richmond, yes, but Petersburg? Hey, if you're in Petersburg, (laughs) legally, what is Petersburg? Legally. Listen, I, I work with a reporter who is like, that's his area. And we call him the Prince of Petersburg. And <laughs> what a lonely fiefdom that is. <laughs> oh, no, because literally everyone knows him. Like, everyone, that is his, we call it Wayne's world. His name is Wayne. And Wayne, if you're listening, hey, Wayne. Um, <laughs> Wayne, like, everyone knows him. Like, other reporters have gone to that area and they'll be like, you know, Wayne Koval? All right, I'll talk to you. Like, they'll be like, hold on, I got to check with Wayne. Make sure Wayne says you're good people. Like, that is Wayne's area and he knows everybody and everyone knows him. And like, that's his, that's his beat. Okay. And that's been his beat for like decades now. Because he started. To offend Wayne. Yeah, don't offend Wayne. I love Wayne. Wayne is like one of my favorite people in the world. (laughs) I'm afraid that we're going to Petersburg and they're like, heard you were talking shit. Wayne's, <laughs> this is from Wayne. And then they just <laughs> never no, go Wayne back is, to Petersburg again. Yeah. Wayne is like one of my favorite too. reporters to work with. But yes, Petersburg, if you live there, that's the city. <laughs> I okay, I thought you, you were going to bring Hopewell. And I thought, oh no. No, Hopewell is kind of burby. It's a general pit of, of sadness. Wow. 
Ending Tucson and Hopewellians. I made up Hopewellians. I don't know if that's what they call themselves. It has a ring to it. I like it. So Chapel Hill, that's where UNC is, right? I'm trying to rein us back in. No, you two just like both looked away from the camera and took an identical sip of your drink at the same time. And it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it. watching that. I'm glad you got to We're very that. in sync. We yes. are. <laughs> Clearly, you two are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah. Sure. Uh, speaking of drinking, yeah, Chapel Hill is um, home of the infamous um, enemy of the Blue Devil, which are yes. which is what we're drinking. Drink is named after. Ooh. Yeah. So. That was and great, I, Brittany. You should do a podcast. You were able to you. like get us back on track. Look at you. I'm, it's those teacher skills coming back <laughs> <Yep>. in. <laughs> um, when we lived in Durham, we like, I don't think we did this on purpose, but we didn't not do this on purpose. So my partner is going to Duke Law School. So I went and got a job at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, yeah. And people were always like, who do you root for? And the response would always be like, I don't like basketball, so yeah. no one. I don't know anything about the sports ball, so. Yeah, and then there'd like occasionally be really big parties and we would just assume it was a ball thing of some sort, so. A ball thing. A ball thing. The Carolina oh, Hurricanes are the only major league professional sports team in North Carolina to have won a championship. I've just read the entire Wikipedia page for the Carolina Hurricanes. Did the Panthers win something? Yeah. Is that not major league? I don't, I really. They've won, they, they went to the Super Bowl. I don't think they've won it. Okay. You're all Evan, can you tell me what about the Blue Devil that we're drinking? Yes, yes, I certainly can. So I am a Duke basketball fan. Don't really know why. Uh, when we moved, to, when we moved to the U.S., I was a, a really tiny baby, and my mom was a basketball fanatic, and she picked Duke basketball. Don't know why. So that was that was our sport growing up. So it is a gin cocktail. Yeah, it is pretty good. I, I it, you didn't it, like it. Don't sit here and say you no, like it. I, I don't know. I've got, I've, it grew on me. Okay, it grew on me as I drank it. That was okay. that was getting there. First sip, I didn't like it. I think it's because I'm not usually a fan of like the overly sweet drinks. But it t- it took a minute. It, it, yeah, it got there. It's yeah. super super similar to the aviation cocktail. There's aviation gin, but this is the, the, there's an older cocktail called the aviation. The only major difference is that it has less of the maraschino liqueur, and doesn't have. Well, the aviation has creme de violette in it, which is fancy. Fancy, yeah. It's a violet liqueur, like the flower. Ooh. It's very, yeah, very French. Like I can't, I can't imagine. Like I mean, lavender's far enough for me. Like I, I can't imagine like drinking a flower-based liqueur. I mean, I've had like rose-flavored things. I've had them too in moderation. I like the Actually, smell drinking of lavender. Them is one thing. Yeah, but I can't imagine drinking lavender. But I guess you do with like tea. They're like lavender teas and such. And I was going to say, you love an elderflower drink. Oh, I do love an elderflower so, drink. That is accurate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, have, I have elderflower lemonade in my fridge right now and a big thing of elderflower liqueur sitting right behind me. Oh, that <laughs> sounds really good. It's That's almost got good. like a honeysuckle taste though to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
creme de violette no, no, I, don't, I don't think so That's so you've had it i have seen it <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine you've ever using it. it yes so you it's judged all... a book by its cover pin 100 percent. 100 percent. I'm not spending $40 on a liqueur to taste. Like, no, that's no. fair. Yeah. So, so the drink goes back to at least 1934, where it was featured in the Bottoms Up Cocktail Manual. Anyway, that version looked like yours, Brittany, because it didn't have blue curacao oh. in it. So oh. I'm really just like original. Yeah, this is yes. the OG. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Probably didn't serve it in a wine glass. Probably not, but we're not going to tell anyone. This isn't recorded. Nope. Nope. No, not at all. Sometimes <laughs> it's not. Sometimes I forget to hit record. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> Behind the scenes, people. Yep. <laughs> You're seeing how the sausage gets made. <laughs> the Blue Devil. Yeah. So this one is a pretty easy drink to make. Um, there's only really the one specialty ingredient, and it's the maraschino liqueur, which is like the maraschino cherries. So, ing- yeah like Taylor is displaying here for this purely audio medium. Oh, it's not like, not like the nasty maraschino cherries, like the scary kind. Like the really, really red kind? Yeah, it does not taste like those. No, it doesn't. No. Well, those taste like sadness. Yeah, those yeah. aren't natural. Mm. They so. do, but you can buy moonshine maraschino cherries. Of course you can. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Although for a garnish, I wouldn't say no one would for one of those just thrown into this drink. So. I don't like them in, well, I've not had them, I've not, to be clear, I've not had the moonshine cherries, I've seen them, but I don't like maraschino cherries in things. Which is why I was pleasantly had... surprised that the maraschino liqueur is pretty tasty. Yeah, and I also didn't expect it to be clear. <laughs> Me neither. Me I neither. really thought it was gonna be red. Yeah, like bright red. Yeah. Marion did say it had Dimetap vibes, which I, I can get. I, maybe if you were <laughs> drinking it by itself. Well, we we, had to, we took a sip of it just to try it on yeah. its own. Yeah. She's opening the bottle, preparing to tip it back. and I'm just sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, she's pounding the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, this was, like I said, easy drink to make. Cocktail glass, chuck it in the freezer before you start any of this. Get your shaker glass, fill it with ice. You've all heard me talk about how easy it is to make these sorts of stirred drinks before. Yeah. Two ounces of gin, juice of one lemon or lime, two tablespoons of maraschino liqueur, which is like a quarter ounce. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make. I, I feel like we haven't done drinks with like tablespoons and stuff. Usually it's like ounces and whatever else. Right. Yeah, I, I thought about doing quarter ounce, but I, I'm not steady enough to pour a quarter ounce yeah. all the time. So, But I saw a tablespoon and I was like, that I understand. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I have tablespoons. There you go. And then a teaspoon of the blue curacao. The blue curacao really just adds a sweetness and blue. That's kind of all yeah, it is. Yeah, it just makes it blue. Yeah. I, you could probably get away with, you know, if you were really not feeling it. I don't know. Maybe triple sec if you didn't want it to be blue. Maybe you didn't care about the color. I mean, triple sec would work. Brent made it without the curacao, and she's oh, yeah, you to said be okay. Use Montreux, right? Yeah, and it's well, similarly orangey flavored liqueur, so that works yeah. too. So it's just a lot of boozy citrus. I yeah. Like. yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, this one's literally pour into shaker glass, cover with ice, stir, pour, drink. Like it's it's super super simple. Yeah. And but it packs a punch. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Some might say a wallop. Like it does hit you. <laughs> I say as I just drink mine all the well, way down. It's, it's a it's a sipper. It's a sipping cocktail. It's not one of these where you just drink four or five a night and just sort of have a great time. It's. I mean, it's a sipper if you ha- if you don't have guts. It's a sipper if you have the willpower to just. Yeah. Sip it. Fair. Fair. Because I just kind of drink it. I mean, not all at once, but faster than I had anticipated I was going to. But I didn't think I was going to like it. Okay. I was very concerned I wasn't going to like it because I don't like gin very much. Or I'm not a gin drinker. And so (laughs) when I went to go buy the gin, I was like, I went to the lady at the counter and I was like, so I don't love gin. Don't drink gin very often. But I have a podcast with my friend and we're having gin tonight. And uh, I need help <laughs> because I want a gin that doesn't really taste like gin. And so she told me to buy Hendrix gin. Which um, is delightful. I, which is delightful. And I quite enjoy it. Well, I was going to say, the, the, it, the, the type of gin you pick really makes a difference. Because you picked a gin that is kind of a little more floral. Mm-hmm. But it's got that cucumber sort of almost like, like a tinge of bitterness. Yeah. And I used Bombay Sapphire. And like I'm just reading the, out the ingredients. Almond, lemon, licorice, juniper, orris root, whatever that is, angelica, coriander, cassia, which is like a cinnamon derivative, grains of paradise. So like mine's more like herby, spicy. Well, now I want to look at mine. Herbally. So, and because gin is so simple, it makes a huge difference with what kind of gin you try. You know what kind so. of gin you use, Britt? I don't. It was a bottle I didn't recognize. There you go. Oh, That's mystery all I got gin. <laughs> mystery gin. The mystery gin. And I was, Taylor, you asked me for suggestions and I suggested Tanqueray because Tanqueray is a little more like citrus forward. Mm-hmm. So I thought you like citrusy, you like the sour. I do. So I thought that, so, you know, just gin is not as simple as, oh, it's just clear and tasteful. Pine. yeah well, <laughs> there's a lot more that's kind of why i went to because like i asked you for suggestions mm-hmm. and then i also went to the people because i was looking at all of these and i you know you had recommended tanqueray and also aviation mm-hmm. and i had never really i don't i literally i don't drink gin i'm i'm right. typically like i buy whiskey i buy rum like i know those pretty well i know my dark liquors um <laughs> i've had vodka remind me to talk about our vodka water bottle in college uh, <laughs> oh lord oh lord <laughs> but I, I really didn't i really don't know gin very well and so i did i just wanted like extra opinions and the woman was like yeah she actually had said to me with like aviation she was like if you want your chest to be on fire all night and i was like i do not want that fair many people want that Sometimes I don't does. mind it. Oh, okay. Well, I want Yucky Young. <laughs> um, and they suggested the Hendrix, and I really like it. I, d- I definitely taste the cucumber, and I enjoy mm. that. There's something kind of mellow about it. Aviation's a little spicier, so kind of just, it just depends on, you know, what your jam is. Yeah. So it's not like vodkas where they're generally flavored with one singular flavor. It's not just raspberry or orange or whatever the hell they're Gin's kind of complicated. What was the uh, vodka that we had in the water bottle there, Britt? Cheap. Very, cheap. very cheap. <laughs> cheap kind. The kind that came in the plastic bottles. Oh, yeah. fun. 
ABC store. <laughs> Good oh, old God, days. Was the, what brand? I don't even College. remember what the brand was that comes in the plastic bottle, just that it hurts. College, man. Yeah. yeah. College. 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 All right. And now we've all gotten our little nostalgia moments in. So. Oh, wait. Um, Andrew tells me that it is my partner, that it is Karoon gin, oh. which is Scottish. I did not know the Scots made gin. Mine is Scottish too, Brit. So maybe Sorry, it's I got like excited. Sh- sheepy or like haggisy. I don't know. Yeah. Karoon, C-A-O-R-U-N-N. Ooh. Hey, we're probably drinking it on uh, Outlander. Probably. I haven't watched that show. I've watched the first season. Lander confused with Highlander, and I have come to learn they're very different. They're different. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. I have seen neither, but I can't talk about it anymore or else I embarrass myself. That's fine. We don't have to. Yeah. My husband is Scottish, so he's like into Okay. There's a new show out called Men in Kilts. This is off topic. Yes. With the guys from Outlander. Those Mm -hmm. guys are in Outlander. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just enjoy a good kilt. I do too. Yeah. A modern London dry gin. Vin really likes gin. I, I have really we talked do. about that? Have we talked about how much you like gin on this show? I think we have just in the occasional on the occasional gin drinks. Yeah. yeah. Is it just because of the rhyme or Oh yeah. No lie, this is the first time I've realized that it was a rhyme. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> It took me until I was 33 years old. Right. Ben was today years old. Yeah. I just, I like that sort of like that bitterness to it, I think. The bitterness got to me. The, the pineyness. We've made a couple of herbal-y drinks. Um, botanically. Yeah. We shall um, not speak of the Galliano incident. Never again. No. What drink was that? Was that the Cavalier? <sighs> no. Was it? I don't remember. I just Cavalier had out. milk. No, it was one of the terrible LA drinks. Like, not- <laughs> no, no, because no, we did Moscow Mule for one. We did for one, but we had two L- two LA episodes. We did have two LA episodes. I can't remember. It was like it was like Galliano with like, it had orange juice. Like it was like a something yeah. from a sunset thing. That was just not good. Yeah, don't <laughs> drink Galliano ever. Okay, it's not worth it. I, but I think there were there there have only been a couple of drinks where I've been like nope nope I'm not drinking this. One was yeah. the Cavalier because it had milk and tequila. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was rough. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I mean, that was me just, sho- just shoehorning in like a UVA reference though. That was just like yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, and then the one with Galliano, I was like, Bleh. and then we smelled it on air and I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> smells like my spice cabinet, not in a good way. Galliano has vanilla star anise, regular anise, juniper, muscadero, lavender, peppermint, cinnamon. That's too much. Those too are many things, things that sound good. good all separately. Yes. But not like you should combine them. No. Well, I'm going to step back on musky arrow. I don't, I'm going to. I don't know what that is. Nope. Is it musky? That was Fairly? my first thought. I was like, you know, Galliano was a little musky. <laughs> Similar names of all heel and bloodwort. What? <laughs> 
becoming a little concerned about you two. It's okay. We're... Achilles soldiers used Yara to treat their wounds. Oh, well. Okay. Then... You learn something new every day. It's got history yeah. on its side. All right. I think we should talk about ghosts now. <laughs> I think we've reached it. Did we do? Did we did we talk about how to make the drink and everything? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is literally pour and mix. This is yeah, no, no technique <laughs> for this one. And oh oh oh, I did have a question because you said lemon or lime. I used lime. Did anyone else? I used lemon. Lemon. Okay. I could have used yeah. lemon. I had lemons, but I went with lime. We'll let you stay on the show. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I might do lemon if I make another, just to compare and contrast. Yes. I'm trying to decide if I want another. Apparently, I think I do. Um, I I texted my partner because these are the joys of being married to bring yeah. me another drink, um, and apparently my next one will be made with Tinkeray. So, yes, you can compare and contrast. Yep. He's really adding to this podcast, and he's not even here. I know. We should thank well, him. Well done, Andrew. What were we talking about? Ghosts. Yes. Do you have a ghost story? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I can go first. Go for it. If that's okay, though. Yeah. Um, I am a brand new to podcaster person, so mm-hmm. if words start coming out of my mouth that I can't control, I apologize. That's just but I guess I that's the, the magic of editing. So. Oh, this is live. Did no one tell you? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me regroup. Um, Finn, Taylor, I'm wondering, how do you feel about hiking? I don't love it, but I could do it for the right person. I don't mind it. Do we have the same definition of hiking? (laughs) If someone (laughs) I really liked asked me to go hiking, I would suffer through it. Okay. (laughs) I would be like David on Schitt's Creek, (laughs) where I'd prefer to have a picnic. (laughs) I haven't watched Schitt's Creek, but... Oh, you should. It's very good. Okay. I'll trust you on that reference. So I'm not sure that the story that I have is going to like intrigue you more into the hiking, the hiking mood. It might. If you tell me there are ghosts involved, I'll probably do it. Okay. Okay. Then um, we should probably set a date on the calendar to explore this place because Perfect. I have not done this hike, but I'm definitely interested in doing it now that I've learned about it. So I love hiking because, you know, like the reasons you're supposed to say, like commuting with nature and green and exercise and all of that. But for me, the best hikes have like old ruins in them and historical places. Um, Part of that might just be Virginia. Like there's an old building everywhere or a battlefield or something. There. I don't know. But I love a hike, but a hike with like an abandoned house is the best sort of hike for me. So I got really excited when I learned about this particular ghost story, which takes place in Eno River State Park. So to give you some context, Eno River is like Durham's big background playground. Everybody goes there for hiking, kayaking, swimming in the quarry, which I'm not sure it's legal to actually swim in the quarry, (laughs) but everybody does it anyway unless it's not legal in which case I have never done it definitely never. but also a really great place to swim um <laughs> the Eno and I am saying E-N-O Eno um has been home to people for a very long time 
It's named after the Eno Indians who have also been called the Enoke or the Wyanoke. I apologize, I don't know their preferred usage um, or exactly what those names denote. They were allies of the Catawba, which is a tribe more people have heard of. Um, and they're widely described as having been absorbed into the Catawba and Saponi tribes way back in the 17th century, uh, though I'm not an expert on that. Um, most people just say they no longer exist. They were caught up in, you know, all of the horrible things we did to Native Americans um, sure. <laughs> on the East Coast. So that on us. Other populations also popped up around the Eno River. Um, and, you know, originally I was definitely looking for a in Durham ghost story because there has to be a ton of haunted places, like, but I was having a little trouble finding things. So Eno River is just outside of Durham and Chapel Hill and is actually a lot older than either of the cities because families would sort of come down and set up a homestead. Um, they set up a business like a grist mill or a blacksmith what shop. What is a grist mill? A grist mill is mill. a thing that turns cornmeal into flour or corn mm -hmm. into cornmeal. Okay. Yeah. Something in that direction. Okay. It usually uses like a stream of water to power this. There's a scientific word for this. Big paddle wheels that then, you know, twist a lever yeah, or twist a needle grinds well, things inside there's some machinery powered by water got it okay yes cool. so it was like the high-tech fancy stuff back then right. and also the stuff you needed to eat um, super important so pretty important um and those different homesteading families would sort of form not an official but sort of a collective collective community sort of thing um, they all lived out in the woods. They all had scarce resources. They were all making do. So they would share with each other, sometimes walk like 10 miles to your neighbor's house to figure out how they're doing, that sort of thing. Um, so there were definitely people inhabiting this area a long time before Durham was a real thing. One family was the Cabes. <laughs> In 1780, John Cabe, who was the patriarch of the family, because somehow it's always a patriarch. There's never like, there's never a matriarch involved mm. in these decisions. Um, he bought 304 acres along the Eno River. Personally, I would be kind of pissed if my partner bought 304 acres anywhere without telling me. Yeah. That's a lie. I live in a very small house. I'd be really happy <laughs> if he'd surprise me with 304 acres. But anyway, that, that's besides the point. So John McCabe established a mill. He got rich, like you did back then, I guess. Yeah. Um, and when he died, he left his family 4,000 acres of land. Whoa. Whoa. I know, right? Uh, nicely done, sir. I couldn't find information on how he went from 300 to 4,000 acres. I just kind of assumed nobody else was there to put up a fight, but yeah. who knows. Um, they <laughs> named this land the Cape Lands, um, which is like a pretty strong flex and yeah. also inevitably makes me think of like the Badlands and the Elephant Graveyard. Kind of made me think of too. Yeah. 
uh, that could just be the 90s child in me coming out. Yeah. But that's what I think. So because life is life, one of the necessities of any community, uh, especially way back when, was a cemetery. Because part of life, death. That was usually the last part. Usually the very, very last part. I mean, (laughs) from what we've talked about in this podcast, not always, but it's a part. Mm -hmm. Back to the Lion King. It's the circle of life. It's it's that circle of life. Part of the circle of life is a cemetery. This is how Taylor used to wake me up in college. (laughs) I'm a delight. (laughs) You are something. I just have this image first thing in the morning. She's just picking you up and holding you up high. Just... I mean, sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the Cape Lands Cemetery is supposedly haunted as fuck. So I wanted to pause for a second and ask Taylor, how do you feel about graveyards these days? Because I think back to our time in college. Oh, and that lovely cemetery graveyard terror land that, that stood place in our college and the downtown area. I hated walking past that place any time of day. I think I remember you like saying you needed to hold your breath. Yeah. But this took up like an entire city block. It was hard to do. I, I was don't have that. that you were still alive on the other side. <laughs> I had better lung capacity back then. Yeah. Although, if I was drunk, did I still do that? I think you said you would. Okay, but then I lost. And then you continued talking for the rest of the block, so you clearly weren't. Yeah. But to my knowledge, you were never taken over by the spirit of a Confederate soldier. Not yet. It has not happened to me yet. I still live in Richmond. We'll see. True. True. Anyway, so <laughs> in the Cape Land Cemetery, there are 51 graves right now. I don't the- love that it's an odd number. What difference does it make? Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't like it. Now that you pointed out, that is a little disconcerting. I don't like, love it. They mean to make it an even 52 and just somebody recovered or yeah. <laughs> even 50 and there was something unexpected. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't for Jackson, but he lived. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That bothers me now too. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, of the 51 graves, only 12 of them still have markers today, like a headstone, a gravestone, something like that. Um, this is most likely due to vandalism, weathering, other destruction over time since it was 200 years ago. I also learned while researching this that way back in the day, apparently families, if they weren't very well off, would sometimes mark their graveyards with things like wooden crosses or maybe the loved one's shoe or some other small thing that belonged to them. Mm. So those would obviously disappear much more quickly over time than a a solid um, gravestone sort of thing. So that could be part of what's happening. But the creepiest thing about this, and I have to admit, I'm I'm a bit of a ghost spe- skeptic. You're not alone. So yeah. is Ben. I almost said ghost specter 
which that's just a you're just saying the same thing twice i am just a ghost um, mega surprise. ghost <laughs> so the haunting part of this doesn't scare me too much but apparently in this graveyard because it's so old and hasn't been very well maintained over the years several of the coffins have rotted which is normal coffins rot yeah. underground but the ground above the coffins has been caved in right so there's like coffin sized depressions in the earth and in some places they're a foot deep which no yeah. is a lot um, oh, thank you in other places where there are no longer markers or gravestones of some sort someone something i did not find any solid information about this, um, has placed rocks outlining where the coffin would be. So you're just aware when you're about to step over a possibly rotting coffin and I the earth to become- I do not love that. Gotta it, admit. Even, okay, ghosts me. aside, that's creepy. Yes. That screams Blair Witch sequel to me. Like it, just, it has a very Blair Witch feel. Ooh, I think we have to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it creeps me out, but also I really want to visit it and see what it looks like. <laughs> I would visit in the daytime. Yes. I mean, not at night. I generally try to hike through the woods in the daytime. Good. I approve of that. I feel like that is a, a generally smart decision. I feel um, like if someone asked me on a nighttime hike, I'd be like, you're going to murder me. No, thanks. Yeah. Like, I like saw a, this episode like a... of Criminal Minds. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it didn't end well. For I've listened to enough true long. crime that I know how this goes. Yep. <laughs> um, as a quick disclaimer for all of your listeners in North Carolina, um, the trail to the cemetery is not officially marked. I don't think they love it when people go out there. There are a lot of other, like, there's remains of the grist mill and the house that the caves used to live in. Really cool shit. Um, but they don't necessarily want to encourage you to go find it. So you can find unofficial maps online that will take you through older and less well-maintained trails. So uh, I wouldn't recommend seeking this out unless you're familiar with the area and have a general sense of what you're doing in terms of hiking. So nobody just run out into the woods looking for a gravestone, please. I feel like that's just good advice, period. It is generally, anywhere. regardless of the circumstance. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be something that doesn't need saying now that I've said it, but there but, we go. You know, people are people. So yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of people and not people, because of how creepy this atmosphere looks, I can totally see where people would be primed for ghostly experiences. Mm-hmm. And apparently they are a plenty. Ooh. Whispers, apparitions, shadow figures, and shadow people have all been reported. In my mind, there is a difference between a shadow figure and a shadow person. There are. Yeah. Like in I'm terms sure of what it is. Um, so like typically like shadow figures or so I, I I I I'll be the ghost expert here for a sec um so like shadow figures are typically thought of as like part of a haunting like on their own probably like the person is just showing up as a shadow or whatever shadow people 
are typically entities unto themselves. Yeah. And some, there, there have been people who've encountered, um, shadow figures. There's one in particular, um, called the hat man who Hmm. appears to be a shadow man wearing a hat. Yeah, exactly. And, um, they are actually super creepy and tend to haunt families um, and like like descendants on down. So shadow people are kind of their own thing and oftentimes are actually considered like maybe interdimensional beings. Like, so shadow people are their own category. Well, I do not like that. No, 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 (laughs) not not at all. all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So... Apparently those show up in this one, Carrie. (laughs) Don't love them. Um, Some explorers say that they routinely see figures of a man, woman, or a girl. And they've noted that in particular, the young girl likes to just like pop up next to you and have a conversation, which seems a little cliche to me, but also I've met young girls and they'd like to pop up next to you and just have a conversation. So um, there haven't been confirmed details on who these people are but i think you can safely assume they belonged to the cave family or their descendants along the way evp readings often pick up spooky sounds and voices which again i don't necessarily believe in this stuff but when i hear an evp recording it gives me goosebumps so i'm contradictory on the inside um (laughs) I found one story about a paranormal investigator named Keith Campbell, who said that the first time he figured he visited the cemetery, he saw a shadow figure right away, like before he even was prepared for the shadow figures, I suppose. Um, And that didn't scare him away. So he set up his EVP thingy. Yes, it's a recorder, an EVP recorder. Um, It's, yeah, it's just like a voice recorder. Okay, so he set that thing up and apparently was just getting like pop songs from a local radio station. I guess the waves get crossed. um, Yeah. Which is a different kind of horror to me. Um, But as he was listening to the top 40, um, suddenly it was interrupted by a woman's voice saying, hello, and then garbled noises. Uh. And Campbell says that the voice came back several times while he was there. And it was always the same woman. And she always said, hello, and then some other things, but he couldn't understand anything after hello. Um, mm. So I wonder too, if maybe he was using a voice box as well, mm. um, because what voice boxes do, or I think they're called voice boxes. Don't quote me on that, hold on. But, but what they do is they'll use like radio waves because um, oftentimes spirits are said to be able to like, um, manipulate electrical currents and electrical waves. And so with spirit boxes, what you are really looking for, is it like what they do is they'll very quickly scan through radio stations. So you'll hear like, if you turn on one, it just sounds like, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. Um, and then, um, because it's going through so quickly when you hear three or more words together, that's typically considered something pretty solid. So if you'll hear like, hello, hello, can you hear me? Or like, hello, hello, hello. Or like this is, or you'll hear certain sounds. Like a lot of times you'll hear things like get out or like, 
you know, things like that. And, um, if they can communicate back. So sometimes you can be like, can you say my name back to me? Hello, my name is Taylor. Can you say Taylor back to me? And you hear Taylor next, then that's sort of one of those things where you're like, okay, well maybe this is intelligent and it's hearing and it's trying to communicate with me. Mm. Wow. Spirit box. They're called spirit boxes. I'm sorry. That is super interesting. Yeah. And kind of terrifying. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're out doing like an investigate, I've never been on an investigation. I don't know if I have the stones to do an investigation because I am deep. Like I love ghosts and I love hearing about them. I don't want to see one. I don't want to meet one, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but I mean, particularly at night in a cemetery where there are all these like coffin shaped depressions and you're hearing like, and then you hear like, hello, I would die. I am very curious what tone the hello was in. Was it yeah. like a hello or like, um, hello. And you I can't, like I that mean, would make a difference. When I've seen investigations, there are different voices that come through. I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta admit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can cut this out if you want to, but I had to in- I had to talk about this particular story because it reminded me of one of the few ghastly stories that I do have, which is from Tennessee. Um, I will come back to be your middle of Tennessee host if you want. Please do. (laughs) But um, so my family grew up visiting Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Uh, We had a cabin out there for a really long time. it was just a family thing to go out there every year. And a couple of years ago, um, we went out hiking and this might be where my obsession with like ruins and cemeteries and stuff on hikes came from because in the Cades Cove area, there's like, there were lots of families who settled there and built up churches and schools and all of this stuff. And you can still find a lot of that preserved there, but Anyway, my family and I went hiking and I think it was one of the first hikes in Tennessee that Andrew went on with my family. Um, And we visited a bunch of really cool cabins and yeah, so we saw a bunch of really cool shit. And then we came up upon this clearing sort of thing. And I was drawn to a cemetery that was in this clearing because I'm weird. And my husband and my family went to explore something else. And I was walking through the cemetery, which had very tiny little headstones. Um, I want to say they were from the 1800s, maybe late 1800s, 1900s. And I started noticing that a lot of them were children. Like, which is obviously not uncommon in historic graveyards children died young a lot of times which was tragic but it's still something to see it on a headstone um so i'm reading all of these children's grave markers and at one point i noticed something on one of the stones and i lean in really close to see what it is and it is a spider that's probably this big that has hundreds of baby spiders on its back. Oh. Just chilling on this tombstone. Holy shit. Staring at it. <laughs> and 
that scared the shit out of me. I would have died. And I ran to find my husband who was exploring this other structure on the property. And I find him and he goes, this is so cool. This was an old schoolhouse. And I realized that the schoolhouse has a children's cemetery in the backyard of it. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible incentive. Listen, little Timmy, you better behave or we're heading out back. I know. Like, sit down or we got a bed for you. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't learn your letters. Yeah. Um, This was Little Greenbrier Cemetery. That was more difficult to say than I expected. Little Greenbrier Cemetery. And it still like creeps me out to this. That would scare. That's I was not expecting the spiders. No. Like gotta admit. Pretty sure the spider was just a normal spider living there and not like a a demon from wherever demons come from, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Because nothing spooks me out more than spiders with more spiders on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like terrifying. (laughs) So I guess what I'm saying is if you ever want to do a segment on haunted hikes, there's plenty. Yeah. Um, we'll have you on for that episode again. Yeah. Thank you. Our resident uh, so do you have a fun fact? If I'm allowed to share a fun fact. So the Duffer brothers of Stranger Things fame, mm-hmm. they wrote, produced, directed. I'm not totally sure. They made Yeah, Stranger they like Things they happen. are Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the show is set in Indiana, but they grew up in the triangle. And you can find little references to the Triangle area throughout their shows. Um, Specifically, they've referenced Eno and they've referenced uh, Cornwallis Road. And also, um, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen the first episode or the first season of um, Stranger Things, but um, Will's body is pulled out of a local quarry and they're yeah. very that it's a quarry, which immediately think of the quarry at Eno that mm. everyone or nobody, no one. depending <laughs> on the legality of it, goes swimming in. Um, I will say the quarry that they have in Stranger Things is much creepier than the one at the Eno, which is just a lovely little place to visit. Um, but next time you're re-watching Stranger Things, keep an eye out for, for Durham references. That's so cool, Britt. Hey. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. That's super creepy. Yeah. I'm glad that you went first because mine are going to pale in comparison. I don't know. You you have the belief on your side, so. I do, but I, I will say, so I was researching and researching and researching, and I didn't find anything nearly as concrete as you just gave. So, um, and I got to talk about like the science of ghost hunting, which is like one of my favorite things. That's to your talk dream. About. That's just I'm happy yeah. for you. I I love. I wish I was brave enough to go ghost hunting because, um, I think it's really cool. But I think if you got me out in a graveyard, no matter the time of day, and I'm hearing people say hello, <laughs> I'm running away. <laughs> I I would have shot stopped at seeing the shadow figure. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to see shadow figures. It's funny. I I may cut this out or I may not. I don't know. Um, I feel like people who listen to our podcast are like, they never cut anything out that they say they're (laughs) going to cut out. 
<laughs> they're just because I really do. But it was funny when you're talking about the child, like the the, the children's gravestones, because I remember um, this is just a personal story. I'm sorry, but I was when my grandmother was buried. Um, I was really little when she died. I was like, he was like five, just about to turn six. Cause she died in June and my birthday's in July. Mm. And, um, so we would go out to the cemetery, which is a really old cemetery in Richmond. Um, then it's really close to where we go to church. Okay. Um, it's, it's right by bird park mm. and right where she's buried. There was this children's graves, like his child's gravestone. And I was very little and I was just like drawn to it. Like my mom was like, it's not super close to where my grandma's headstone actually is. It's a little ways Mm -hmm. apart. And one day I just went over and I was like, Virginia May, that's the name on the, on the stone. And my mom was like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, we have to start bringing her flowers, mom. And my mom was like, what? And I was like, yeah, she died when she was little. We have to start bringing flowers for her too. Like we need to make sure that we bring flowers for Virginia May every time we come out here. And my mom was like, okay. And she thought I was going to forget about it. And like the next time we went out, I was like, do we have flowers for Virginia May too? And my mom was like, yeah, I guess we'll make sure that we do. <laughs> like, But I was just like, I couldn't like, I was just, and I don't know if that's just like a kid walking through a grave. Like, I don't remember what drew me to it in the first place. Like what made me go over there, but that's one of those like kids are super creepy. Yeah. And I just like walked over and I was like, this was Virginia May. And my mom was like, I don't (laughs) (laughs) Did you see her? (laughs) What are you doing? We should see if we can find more information on her. Yeah. She died. Like, I think her, like, the stone was like 1910 to 1913 mm. or 15 or something like that. She did not, she was very, very young when mm. she passed. I can see the stone in my head because every time, and like my grandfather passed away this past January, like before pre COVID, which um, I think ended up being a bit of a blessing that he died before COVID hit because he was living in a nursing home. But um, we went, we, when we went out, I, brought a flower for Virginia May <laughs> and I went over to her headstone and, and dropped it off. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't, there's something about kids gravestones that are just kind of like, I didn't see any spiders though, <laughs> for That's which I'm it. very grateful Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll go into my stories now. Let me pull up my notes here. Um, I did do one story um, in Durham and one story in Raleigh. I still, I, maybe we should have had you go last because mine are dinky in comparison. Sorry. I will say I kept coming across like little tidbits of what could be really good stories. Mm -hmm. There's one in particular, I kept seeing somebody reference like a Sunday school teacher at a like. The devil's teacher. Yes. Yeah. I kept trying to find more information on this and I couldn't. Yeah. Supposedly she like taught her children Satanism and then burned down the school room with them inside. 
but in everything I found, it was just like one little line about yeah. the devil yeah. teacher. That it's was actually one of metal. the, um, when I went on the ghost tour in Durham, that was one of the stories. And I don't remember enough of it because it was near that. I remember this very distinctly. It was coming near the end of the tour and my feet were killing me. And we were stopped off at a church and I was like, I'm gonna sit on these steps for a minute. And like, part of me was listening to the story. And then part of me was like, I really wish that I had worn different shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm dying to know the rest of that story. Oh, I'll try. Maybe I'll try to track some of it down, but what I'm going to talk about, I really wish I, I'm glad that you mentioned it because I wish I could have found more on it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to talk about the crest building. Do you know what I'm talking about? Brett? Yeah, I love it? the crest building. It's beautiful. Um, so yes. the crest building was opened in 1932. It was one of the S uh, S H crest five and dime stores, which was like a chain. I think they said they had stores across 30 States, um, here in the U S and Samuel H crest who created the chain believed that stores should be like beautifully designed inside and out so that people keep coming back. And so he hired a team of architects to design 200 stores and none of them look the same. Wow. They're all just, yeah, it's really cool. And they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I did put a picture in the, um, in the, in the show notes, if you guys want to take a look, um, but the building in downtown Durham is like an art deco building and you can see there are carvings and like ornaments on the building. Crest is kind of in this like really cool font. I'll put it when we, Mm -hmm. when we post the episode, I'll post a picture of it, but it really is a beautiful building. You can see like the florals up at the top near where, where the crest logo is yeah and they're almost in different colors style. yeah i think i remember when we mm. moved there i sent a picture of this to my dad and he was like oh yeah crest we used to have that store down in florida <laughs> like dad you sound a hundred years older than you are but <laughs> so yes apparently it was a pretty big thing yeah um, the building has served a number of purposes. The Crest Five and Dime stores went out of business in 1981. Um, and in 2006, the building was refurbished and the upper levels were turned into luxury condos. Um, the lower levels are office space. But imagine living in such a beautiful building. Like mm-hmm. um, it said that they restored the inside too. So it had all this like, the inside is just as beautiful. I didn't post any pictures of that, but like, tile on the floors and like crest in tile like it's really really pretty which i love but our story takes place in the 1940s um and our the star of our of our story is a lady named anna lee powers and she worked in the building as a teen and it said that she didn't have a very good relationship with her father um, and i believe he worked in the building as well well, when her father died, there started to be these rumors that maybe he didn't leave the building. People were already talking about hearing footsteps and whispers and things like that. Um, the story goes that one night when Anna Lee, I think, I think she went by Anna Lee because this is the South. She wasn't just Anna. She's Anna Lee. Have two names. <laughs> Anna Lee Powers. So Anna Lee. She was closing up and she went into some type of shed or I, they said shed in the story, but I don't know how you have a shed inside a building. So my thought is that 
it was more like a like a closet or a freezer or something like that I feel like that's another like unspoken life rule is don't go in sheds you don't go in sheds (laughs) not alone not at night but she heard she thought she heard someone say Anna Lee Anna Lee she turned around no one was there she's there by herself so she didn't know what was going on but she went into the shed and picked up the napkins and before she could get out the door slammed shut and locked of course anna was found two days later having um i'm not so here's here's where things get kind of tricky because the the folklore goes that she was found in a puddle of her own sweat and tears because she had tried to claw the door open with her bare hands. <laughs> it did not say whether she was alive or dead. Important. My guess is what important detail. Important yeah. detail, and I want to know. I'm guessing alive because someone had to tell this story, but um, it's still not known to this day how the door got locked. Man, I don't know if it's better or worse that she was alive. Like, yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. If you think about it, like if you're a teen and your dad is dead and you didn't have a good relationship with him in the first place, who's going to look for you? Ooh, yeah. That's depressing. I I mean, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, sometimes I, so I live by myself. And there are days where like, I almost slip or something in the apartment. I'm like, if I fell right now and cracked my head open, Susan would come looking for me in like an hour. Like if she didn't hear from me, she'd be like, Taylor's dead. Someone go get her. I got a key. Like I'm going to find her. But like, if you don't have that and you get locked in a shed. Yeah. And you hear these stories these days of people like dying in their apartment and nobody finds them for like a year yeah this could just be me and my unhealthy addiction to criminal minds once again but <laughs> I feel like those stories and they haunt my nightmares yeah. <laughs> but that's my story about the crest building that's all I got I had no idea it was haunted or yeah and I guess past of any kind it's just a very pretty building in the middle of a very pretty building and I guess people have heard Anna since or or have heard her father because it's still I mean I think people still hear things whispers and father trying to get her out of the shed like well they think that he's the one who put her in there oh shit yeah the, the thought is that because he died and didn't they didn't get along that he's the one who locked her in his spirit you call your dad and apologize for yeah right now just, a blanket apology just go ahead just and like move. sorry dad love you love you much lee Bye. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my durham haunt and i really do wish i'd learned more about the devil teacher because that's fascinating i think we're gonna have to do some in-depth investigation here yeah we're gonna have to figure that out you guys have the funding for that right like a undercover investigation yeah absolutely we yeah we 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 can get a grant and yeah it'll be fine yeah absolutely okay i figured yeah as we're rolling in it so yeah 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 yeah. absolutely that on the books yeah my other haunted location is and and i double checked this because i would say it one way 
but I was, but I discovered it is not pronounced the way that I think it should be said. I would call it the Mordecai house. I have been told it is the Mordecai house. Oh, I have been to the Mordecai house. I'm sorry, the White House? I can't remember. Okay. Oh, man. Well, I've never heard people say Mordecai out loud. I've never heard anyone say I have only ever heard Mordecai. And I, and when I was doing the research, it was like they, that they sort of are the only family that went by Mordecai. Hmm. Um, that that sort of was like part of their, because I would say Mordecai. Right. Mordecai, Mordecai house. It is, it was built in 1785. It is one of the oldest buildings that's still standing in its original location in Raleigh. The house was built by Joel Lane for his son, Henry. Now, Joel Lane was one of the key figures in the founding of Raleigh. And he is actually, we talked about being a planned city. He was part of that planning and he actually designed the state capital. Okay. Raleigh. So that's interesting. Um, But the building gets its name from Moses Mordecai or Mordecai. I don't know which way to go with this, guys. I'm going to say Mordecai because that's what they all said when I did my research. If I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs> and he married into the Lane family in, in 1817. Now, he actually married into the family twice. His first wife, Margaret Lane, died in 1824. And like, like you do, he was like, I'll just marry her younger sister, Anne. Hmm. I'll Here just trade him in. Just, you know. I'll get the newer model, like an iPhone. Class, real class. Now, maybe they were in love. I doubt it, but maybe. Mordecai was actually from a very prominent Jewish family in the U.S. His father, Joseph Mordecai, was the first director of the female seminary in Warrington, North Carolina, which was a multi-faith seminary for young women in the area, which is very cool and progressive, and I love it. And uh, Moses's older sister, Rachel Mordecai Lazarus, was a famous intellectual. She was a leading voice in the reform movement for Judaism in America. She was an early feminist. And she's, I know, right? Woo! Woo. And um, she was actually known for talking to best-selling novelist Maria Edgeworth, um, who apparently had a lot of anti-Semitic views in her writing. And Rachel was like, like, hey, that's super not cool. And convinced her to like go back and take some of it out and take it and remove it from all future works. Wow. So she's kind of a badass. Mordecai himself, though, Moses Mordecai, converted to Christianity, um, becoming part of the the Episcopalian church with his wife. Both his wives were Episcopalian, and he was like, I guess I will be too. Um, But it seems that his Jewish roots weren't entirely lost. His son, Henry, played an important role in Jewish history in Raleigh. He actually donated part of his family's land to the city to become the first Jewish cemetery in Raleigh. The Mordecai family, Mordecai family, I'm sorry, (laughs) lived in and owned the house for five generations, which is a long time. We've talked a lot about these like old houses and oftentimes they change hands and yeah, five generations consecutively is pretty substantial. Yeah. It wasn't until 1964 that the house was willed to the city um, is now a public park. So Brittany, you said you would been. Yeah. We went on a, 
I think it was a trolley tour of historical sites in Raleigh and the last stop was at this park sort of thing. Was it called Raleigh Trolleys? I have no idea, but I should have been. Yeah. I hope so. Mm -hmm. uh, Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that beats anything I would say. Yeah, it's actually, I'm, my recollection is fuzzy now, but it's a bunch of different historical buildings on the same property. Yeah, um, and one of, one of the, um, and I'll kind of talk about this in a second, but one of the buildings on that property is also Andrew Johnson's birthplace. His, his, his birth home is there. I remember that. And yeah. Remember being surprised by that fact. Um, yeah. I do think we briefly looked at it as a wedding venue. Um, oh, but I have a feeling whatever ghost story you tell me is going to make me. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, this isn't one of my super scary ghost stories. It's pretty mellow. mellow None of the people I talk about feature at all in this ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave you a bunch of history. They're not part of it. The spirit that inhabits the home is believed to be that of Mary Willis Mordecai Turk. She okay. lived in the home from 1858 to, through 1937. I did. I tried to find some research. I believe she died in the home, but it's not clear. But she lived there for a while. Um, Mary is said to appear occasionally as a full-bodied apparition. So you can see. So we've talked about this before where like sometimes you just see like a blur or sometimes whatever but like a full body appar apparition like that's when you're like hey you're wearing super weird clothes <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't belong here and then you'll like this she's typically seen in a gray dress lady in gray. I was gonna say, there's a lady in a color coming she's a I lady in a color yep she is not super interested really in bothering people so like not a lot of reports of like her popping up to talk to you. What she does like to do is play the piano. Mm. And so sometimes people will be working in the home and they'll hear the piano playing and there's no one there, but the piano is playing. Sometimes instead of being a full body apparition though, sometimes people will just see like a gray mist hovering over the piano with music playing. And other times they'll see like a glowing orb floating okay. by the piano. It's all believed to be Mary. She was really strongly tied to the piano. The fun like fact the that I... Ghost. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I feel like that's the type of ghost I would be. Like, some, that, some days I'm a gray mist. Some days I'm a glowing orb. Both days I don't really want to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> want to play my piano. So I am, I am relating to Mary. Yeah, I feel Mary. She's like... She's like, oh, he's like, I'm here, but I don't, I don't really want to bother you. I just want to play my piano. I hope that's cool. You don't have pianos wherever it is I'm at the rest of my ethereal time. Yeah. Because and I just miss it. I just yeah. miss it. Let a girl play. Yeah. You think she started out scaring people and just got old? So she just like went, oh, explored some new hobbies, took Possibly. up piano, watercolors, you know. Yeah. Hmm. She's like, this is boring. I've scared enough people. Yeah. I've seen every reaction. Sometimes yeah. they're not scared at all. So, you know, <laughs> piano. Yeah. Um, so we talk about this. We, <laughs> I talk a lot about like 
Okay. This location, my least favorite ghost hunting team, ghost adventures. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I know you like ghost adventures, Brittany, but I do not like Zach Bagans. Uh- <laughs> oh no. But this time I get to say that my favorite boys, the taps boys went to, um, they're the ghost hunters. They went to the Mordecai house, but fun fact, um, <laughs> they had to wrap the investigation up early because everyone got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> that so I like tried to watch the episode and then they were all like, uh, I don't like the way it happened too was like the the first one was like, I can't. She was like, she was like the one who was supposed to be like monitoring. First of all, the I this is what I love about taps is like their episodes just like, I don't know, like Zach Bagans goes into a place and he's just like, I'm gonna fuck up these ghosts. And he like yells at them and gets mad at them. They're much chiller on ghost hunters. And they set up all this equipment and the girl who's like supposed to be monitoring the can the cameras and everything. She's like, guys, I don't, I really don't feel well. And I don't think this is paranormal. Like, I think I just don't feel good. And she was like supposed to be training. And they were like, well, we were trying to have a training night, but like she was getting sick. We just had to send her back to the hotel. We were all so worried about her. And I was like, well, aren't you guys sweet? And then, and then they're like in another part of the, um, the house. And one of the guys who was also, I guess he was training. I don't know who it was, but he was like, Steve, who's one of like the main investigators. He's like, Steve, man, I just, I don't feel really sick. And Steve turns around. He's like, do you feel like this is like a paranormal thing. And he's like, no, man, I think I'm just sick. <laughs> and at that point, Jason and Grant, who are like the main ghost hunters, they're like, they're, they're the, the head of it are like, listen, we were, we were all getting sick. And so we just had to wrap up the investigation real. Sorry. We couldn't keep doing it. And my favorite bit was Grant. <laughs> he just had like, he was like packing things up and he was just like, yeah, I'm starting to feel it. This has got nothing to do with ghosts, y'all. <laughs> I think this is called a buffalo chicken salad. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best thing. And this is why I love ghost hunters. Because like they weren't, I feel like if Zach Bagans got food poisoning on a on a on a hunt, he'd be like, demons have gotten into my body and made me sick. And ghost hunters are just like, no, man, we ate some gross food and <laughs> like Not we all feel good. At the roadside chilies. <laughs> and they like And I think too, like they wrapped up, literally wrapped up the investigation before they found any evidence at all. So they just like went home. To be fair, having had food poisoning, I think I would also blame it on demons and (laughs) get the hell out of wherever I was. Yeah. But I kind of want to work in an environment now where if I say I don't feel well, the person in charge will say, is it paranormal? Yeah. Demons? Yeah. Do you think this is ghosts or do you think this is a buffalo chicken salad? And then I would think about it and just be happy that I'm working wherever this place is. Yeah. I think we should get the Restless Spirits HR department to create that form. I will. I'm not feeling well. It just says ghosts or demons, buffalo chicken salad. And those are the only two options (laughs) for why you're sick today. (laughs) Would really reflect your values. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be inclusive of all types of experiences. I feel yeah. like if I'm ever a manager and someone comes in and they're like, Taylor, I just don't feel well, I'll be like, ghosts? 
And that, but the best part about that is like, maybe they don't know me that well. Maybe yeah. this is the first time they've come to me and they don't know that I'm a believer and they don't know that I have a podcast and they come mm-hmm. to me and then they go home and they're like, is our building really haunted? <laughs> like, shouldn't they tell us that before we start working there? And then I'll be like, and I, I just like, I'll never clue them in. I, like, I'll never tell them. And they'll always just be like, there always will be that lingering doubt of like, what is her deal with the buffalo chicken no. salad? Just- <laughs> no, they'll just always be like, is this, is she crazy? Or are there ghosts? Like, I don't know which one it is. I like I this plan. I feel like for a conducive work environment, it's best to always keep your coworkers a tiny bit scared of you. Exactly. <laughs> they'll be like, I mean, I saw some crystals on her desk, but I don't. Just wait until you get a migraine and like start seeing an aura. That that shit is paranormal. Ooh. Migraines are the fucking worst. But that's all I have for haunted things. <laughs> so that's our episode. <laughs> Just end on migraines are the fucking worst. <laughs> but what else can you say, really? It's witchcraft. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. no, that's witches. But that's witches. That's sorry. I am realizing why this drink is a sipper, not a chugger. <laughs> Yeah, it hits. It hits you, and you had two. I have had. How was it with the Tanqueray? Different. Um, Citrusier, right? Yeah, I feel like the first mm. one was more herbally and flowery. Those mm-hmm. are my good descriptors. I love it. More straight up citrus. Cool. Which my favorite gens are sort of the weird herbally kind. So. So you like the first one better? The first one was more interesting. Okay. This is more consistent. Cool. Gin's like the one spirit where they say like, it, when you can say like dry gin and like not dry gin, you can genuinely tell the difference. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of wild. Um, I wish I could remember what it was called so I could shout it out. But one of the last times I was in DC before the world stopped, um, yeah. we went to a gin bar and it was literally just like gin and mixers and every single thing on the menu was different. And it was kind of overwhelming, but also if you want to like taste your way around and figure things out, it was really cool. That and sounds also, like fun. Yeah. Everything better. Yeah. I hope it survived the pandemic. Me too. Me too. <laughs> hmm. All right. We gotta end on a more positive note than that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That um, is not ghosts, good. Demons, buffalo chicken salad. Demons. Demons. Agree. Well, see, now I've just got in my mind the idea of a like a buffalo chicken salad bar where you can just taste your way around. <laughs> oh man. I would do that. I really like buffalo chicken. I I'm not. Uh, I've had so I there's a <laughs> there's a really cool restaurant in Rich in Midlothian. So it's not in Richmond proper. It's out in the Burbs, uh, where my where my parents live, and it's called Wooden Iron, mm. which uh, is very hard for me to say as a Southerner because I want to say Wooden Iron, and um, this is a podcast, so I can't Wood and Iron. But they have like a number of buffalo sauces to try, and one time my cousin and I went, and we both ordered like <laughs> we tried to order different sauces so we could split. 
And um, one of them was a spicy garlic buffalo. Delicious. Real good. Sounds intense. It was very good and not super spicy, but I have a high spice tolerance. I do not. I see Taylor ordering like the buffalo flight and just sort of just gently sipping it. Oh, 100% I would. (laughs) Oh, no, I would like dip the chicken. No, no, no. This is like glasses and you're just sipping each one. Listen, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't do that. And for the bit, you've got to come, you've got to go all in. I really enjoy sauces. And, and this that's is a normal end. Yeah, I really like sauces. <laughs> and this is a one drink night for us. This is like a one episode night I for know. us. This is, this is... But it was a it was a drink, man. Brittany, you should see us on nights where we record two at once. Oh my god. It just oh man. Just listen to the part two of New Orleans because <laughs> I only listened to part one. So <laughs> can I so can I tell you guys um part two? I don't know, Vin. Uh what you'll think of this. My sister was listening to part two and she was like, I have, I have never been scared listening to your podcast. I was genuinely scared and had to like watch pleasant things afterwards because it really got to me. Wow. I was like, like, because of the ghost stories or because of how drunk you got. I don't know. She didn't explain. I think it's the ghost stories, but drunk Taylor is terrifying. She is. She can be. <laughs> but not as terrified as our friend Caroline when she's still drunk. <laughs> Shout out to Caroline. <laughs> Tequila on her birthday. That's all I... <laughs> oh, no. F- okay, now we have to end before we start telling like these stories. Like, yeah. Every week we just call out one friend. I'm like, you better listen. <laughs> I'll text her and be like, hey, we mm. shouted you out in this episode. We talked about you on my ghost podcast. We said you were a ghost. And then she'll listen. She'll be like, you didn't say I was a ghost at all. You said I like tequila. <laughs> but I got you to listen all the way through, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that is our episode. <laughs> That's a long end. Just like that. <laughs> We right. won't do the end spiel at all. We'll just end. I yeah, got to listen did, all the way through. Later, Caroline. And then we just end. Just... <laughs> well, you actually want me to do the spiel now? Okay. Yeah, I fine. do. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. I pulled it up on my phone and everything. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Our introduction music is New Way by Billy Neptune. Please, 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 please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Restless. Give us a shout if you have ideas for the show or drink requests or recommendations. You can also always email us at restlessspiritspodcast at gmail.com. Please do, because we want stories. Yes, I want stories. I want your ghost stories. I want to hear about the time that you saw a shadow figure. Or maybe you've used a spirit box and you heard some weird shit. I want to know about it. Tell me about it. Zach Bagans, email us, you coward. Come on here and defend yourself. You know what? If he emailed us, I would read it. Okay. On air. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just ignore it. <laughs> but if the ghost hunters emailed me, I would get super excited. <laughs> <laughs> Jason and Grant, hit me up. 
Um, <laughs> be sure to tune in next week and keep an eye out on our social media for any hints and clues about what locale we might be uh, investigating next. Thank you for listening. Please, 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 please subscribe and review. That helps us get on lists. That helps make sure that people can find us. We want, you know, we want to keep going and we want to keep like making fun content because it's fun for us and hopefully fun for you. So if you subscribe and review, we can do it for longer. And Brittany, I don't know if you know this, but we end the show by saying, keep it spooky. So if you want to, when we try to do it in unison, it's much harder on the zoom than it is when you're in person. It does not go well, but I'll try to count us down and we can all say, keep it spooky. Do we good? Are we ready? Deep breaths. Do we need any more sips of drink? All right, one, two, three. Keep it, Keep it spooky. spooky. <laughs> it's, it, we try, and you know that's that's Every really what counts. Every single time. Every time. <laughs>